0: Wolfpack Ninja Podcast, Episode 9, Sean McCall,
1: The Humble Warrior.
2: Welcome to the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. I'm Megan Martin. And
1: I'm Ian Dory. I'm Brian Arnold.
0: And I'm Noah Kaufman, The Ninja Doc. Thanks for joining our weekly conversation about health, fitness, and all things Ninja Warrior.
2: We will be interviewing all of the top American Ninja Warrior stars, and we encourage you to visit our website, www.wolfpackninjas.com.
3: And kids, you can get your free Wolfpack Ninja Cub certificate there. If
1: you like our podcast, please share, subscribe, and like on iTunes. Also, give us a follow on our social media. We're
0: always posting new content, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Wolfpack Ninja, and on Instagram at Wolfpack Ninja Warrior.
2: Together, we can make the world a healthier and happier place. So join us. Ow!
0: So today we have a super special guest. Everybody knows this guy, Sean McCall. Sean is amazing. He's one of the best rock climbers in the world by far. He's been in over 100 World Cup competitions. He has won several competitions in the World Cup. This guy is an American Ninja Warrior genius. He's been on Team Europe for the past two years. And before we get into the show, I'd like to start a new segment called News. First off in the news, American Ninja Warrior Season 8 schedule has been announced, subject to change, but here it is from A. Dean and Company. Atlanta, Georgia, March 18th and 19th. Los Angeles, April 8th and 9th. Indianapolis, that's where the Wolf Pack's going to be, April 27th and 28th. Oklahoma City, May 13th and 14th. Philadelphia, PA, May 26th and 27th. And finals will be in Las Vegas, between June 15th and June 20th, 2016, there you go. In other news, huge shout-out to the first winners of the National Ninja League. In first place, Jeff Britton. Big surprise there. Drew Dreschel came in second, and Josh Cook took third place. For the women, congratulations to our champions, Jesse Lebreck, Alyssa Beard, and Jerry D'Aurelio. Congratulations, guys. We'll have full details and links in our show notes. Also, this just in, Isaac Caldero and Laura Casana will not be doing Ninja Warrior this year. I spoke with Isaac a little bit about it, and he had a statement. Just as a reminder, Isaac and Laura are not part of the Wolf Pack. Isaac took a step back from the Wolf Pack, and we haven't heard much from him since. But here's his statement. I accomplished what I set out to do. I did what nobody else could do. I got the first ascent by winning and have chosen to sit the next round out to let the others have a crack at it and to focus my energy towards my true passion, which is rock climbing. Like Neil Armstrong's historic mission to the moon, he didn't need to go back for a second round. I would have interest to go to Japan and dominate their mountain, and maybe in years to come I'll make a comeback. So, words from Isaac Caldero. And lastly, if there was ever a show to watch about Team Ninja Warrior, tonight is the show. Tonight is the night. This is the night where we decide who the first champion is of the very first inaugural season of Team Ninja Warrior. And guess what, guys? We have a wolf in the running. Brian Arnold of Party Time is up tonight. We'll see how he can do against some of the other amazing teams that are out there, and we'll see who takes it all down. Okay, let's get started with the show. Megan, will you do the honors?
2: Welcome back, guys, to a very special show today. We have a guest co-host, Mr. Dan Yeager. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Of course. Dan was one of my teammates on Team Ninja Warrior, and I'm really excited for you guys all to get to know him a little bit better.
0: Uh, He's been one of my climbing partners, you know, and I'm busy in the hospital, and I'm like, Yeager, are we going climbing afterwards? And so, it's been
4: so cool. Dan, it's great to have you here as a co-host. Welcome. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, glad to be here. Glad to be a part of this. Uh, looking forward to listening to some good interviews. Are you excited? Do you know who we have today? I've heard. I've heard we have a certain Sean McCall. I imagine you've heard of Sean before being a climber. Oh, uh, yeah. I think uh, anyone in the climbing world knows who Sean McCall is and respects what he does and what he's done for the sport.
0: He's incredible. Yeah. For people who don't realize that he's in the top, like, 0.1% of climbers... He's flashed V13, which just means like, you know, that's something I've never done in 25 years of climbing. You know, I've never even done a V13, like working on it for two weeks. Flashed means he did it his first try. He's competed in over 100 World Cups, which is like our Olympics. He's like won
3: a bunch of them, both in bouldering and in sport climbing. Yeah, actually, he's won two bouldering World Cups and two lead climbing World Cups. Wow. Which is really impressive.
2: And he's gone for the overall, too. Like, I think he he placed well in the overall recently. I, th- I think, think
3: he is overall champion. world champion. champion. Yeah, something honest. like
2: that, because he does speed as well. He's a pretty phenomenal athlete, for sure.
1: And for those of you ninjas out there that don't know much about the difference between the bouldering and the sport climbing, um, to be really... Good at both is, is rare. You usually don't have someone who has the full package and then including speed in that too. And I know he doesn't even train much speed because I've heard him talk about he's worried about building that leg muscle, which will hurt in the sport climbing in the bouldering. So it's amazing testament of how skilled he is. It's incredible because he brought that skill to
0: the Ninja Warrior course. And Dan, I know like you sport climb, you mostly climb on a rope for endurance. And here's a guy who's got this like full package. What was it like to see him out on the course?
4: Well, it's always cool to see someone that you look up to in the climbing world doing ninja. So it was awesome to see his ability. I mean, I've always seen his training clips and stuff like that. It's the guy's like a walking fast twitch muscle. It's kind of incredible as he
3: (laughs) move. (laughs) He is walking fast twitch muscle. When you're on the platform you look over and see Sean, you're like, oh, that's that's the ace in the hole. You know that. If everyone falls, Sean can do it. Who wouldn't be scared here to go up against Sean in Team
1: Ninja
4: Warrior? Sean's a little oh. guy. I could get Is
1: scared at all? No, I'm
2: just kidding. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is
4: it a spider jump competition?
2: <laughs> Ooh, I'll take he's that, right. Sean.
4: I think he's calling me out, Sean. He is a shorter guy, but
0: he is an incredible athlete. And we saw him do some absolutely amazing things last year on USA Vers- versus the world. And of course, he was back on it this year. You guys want to hear what the interview was all about?
2: Yeah, let's
0: hear it. Yeah, let's do it. Sounds great. Sean, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, it's really good to have you, man. Uh, You're quite the inspiration.
5: Oh, I'm really excited to be here. Uh, Obviously, I've uh, been kind of associated with American Ninja Warrior now for two years, but even before that, I was uh, looking through the show. Uh, I always knew uh, members of the Wolf Pack, obviously their fellow climbers, Uh, but it's really good to be here, and I'm excited uh, what you guys have to ask me.
0: Yeah, well, you know, we're curious about a, a couple things. First off, how did you even get involved with Ninja Warrior?
5: It's always been kind of something I've always wanted to do since I was little. I think I found the uh, Sasuke videos when I was maybe 12 or 13. I don't know actually. I don't even know if it goes back that far, but I think I was about 12 or 13. I would watch them with my brother. Yeah. And then eventually when it came to 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 the US, I was like, "Oh, I finally have a chance. I can go do it." But to my dismay because I'm only Canadian I couldn't actually do the show but 2 years ago uh, about it must have been 6 months before the 2014 edition I got emails on uh, yeah my email and on my Facebook page saying hi I'm a, I'm a caster for American Ninja Warrior would you like to be part of American Ninja Warrior Team USA versus the world wow. so it started like that and you know right away I was like well, this is on my life bucket list I have to say yes, and I have to make the team. So I said yes right away. Yeah. Uh, they asked me to get some videos together. I sent them everything I had for mostly climbing-related things, and they were kind of like, well, I think he's going to be really good. Have you ever have you ever done a jumping spider? And I was like, uh, no, I've never done that one, but, uh, you know, I think I could learn it. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, they were just like, you know, come out, and I think they had, I think there was 13 of us the first year, and it was basically like a tryout, and uh, they were going to take – five people plus one alternate for the show. And, uh, you know, I was pretty nervous. It was kind of like just like a competition, but uh, obviously I made it. And, yeah, kind of just took off since then.
0: What would you say that your strengths are coming into the American Ninja Warrior competition being a climber? That is, what do you think it is about climbing that gives you an advantage?
5: Coming from the climbing world into the ninja world, I knew my strength was going to be upper body. Just, you know, anything we had to grab onto to a hold, like the climbing wall. I don't know what, I think it's a 60-degree overhanging wall. But the bullet problem is maybe, you know, V2. And obviously, I can do V2 in my sneakers. I can do it with no feet. You know, I can do all these different ways. And another part where I really was sure my climbing would come in handy was just the endurance. Being able to do 10 different obstacles with a maximum of 30 seconds rest in between obstacles is just, you know, that's just lead climbing. That's just rock climbing kind of in a nutshell. I was pretty sure I'd be able to put them all in a row and put them all together.
0: That's a great answer. And, you know, to get to the level that you've gotten to, how much have you had to focus on on your diet and nutrition? Have you had to?
5: I have, but actually my diet and nutrition is only, I've only actually realized that it's a huge part of my, basically my competition career in the last few years. And that has a huge part to do with my girlfriend who is French and kind of not introduced me to diet and like nutrition, but she studies it and so she was kinda like, you know, Sean, when you when you're eating those candies, you know, before the competition, it's probably not a really good thing to be doing and so slowly over years and years, she (laughs) she kinda convinced me that I shouldn't be doing certain things and I should eat this. And now I just give her the benefit of the doubt. I just say, Hey, what should I do here? And then she Oh, you should eat a handful of nuts and and so diet is definitely a huge part of my, well, basically a part of my year.
0: Right, yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I followed you as did a lot of people. You know, you have a ton of followers. Just recently, out in Bishop, trying this uh, amazing one of the hardest boulder problems in the world. And tell us about what happened with that.
5: Well, yeah, I wanted to. I really wanted to give people the impression that they were there because a lot of people can't be there. I mean. <laughs> probably 0.01% of the people that follow me could actually physically be there to watch me climb this boulder problem. So I wanted to try to video it. I wanted to try to have good video so someone that was, you know, halfway across the world could see the video and say, you know, with a little caption, you know, day one, this was the first time I tried the boulder problem. This was my best try of the day. And I felt like I actually nailed it pretty pretty well, where there was people that were like, oh, you know, I I was with you kind of like that whole 10-day period, and it felt like, yeah, I was watching your best tries, and I came really close to doing the Boulder problem. Unfortunately, it didn't work, but just going through that process and kind of bringing even my fans a little bit closer to me felt really fulfilling for me, and I know that there were a lot of fans out there that were really happy that, that I did it.
0: It was really cool to see the just the process that you were going through, which is the same process that all climbers and all ninjas go through, which is getting better and getting closer and getting better and getting closer and then having to deal with failures and having to, and then having successes. And it's a journey, isn't
5: it? Mm -hmm. It's definitely a journey. And like you said, ninjas go through the same thing. They know, you know, roughly what they're going to have to do. And it's just honing those skills, getting better and better. And if you can do it two, three times in a row, you will be able to do it that one time that you need to do it in front of the cameras.
0: Let's step it up a notch. I I, I want to know who is the the true real Sean McCall underneath inside there. What what do people not know about you?
5: The real Sean McCall uh well I'm a computer gamer. Many people don't know that about me. Uh, and maybe it just goes back to my super competitive roots, but you know, I I guess I guess that that's you know on the inside and on the outside, but yeah, I'm very I'm very meticulous. I like things done a certain way. I have a routine, you know, that I follow every day. You know, I can change my routine, but you know, I like I wake up and I love to drink a liter of coffee, a liter of my French press. So, you know, a,
0: a liter of coffee?
5: <laughs> a liter of coffee every morning. Even even a little bit more cuz I take the liter. <laughs> I have a coffee, and then I refill it up to a liter. So I'm probably drinking almost a liter and a half of coffee a day. Wow. It's not, it's not super strong. I put in whatever the, I don't know, three, four scoops of whatever it is. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's still coffee. I like the taste. I, I guess I like the caffeine a bit as well. But Now you're a gamer. What game do you play? Well, I played all the Blizzard games. So StarCraft, WarCraft, Diablo. Oh, yeah. Basically all of the one, two, three, anything they can. I never played World of WarCraft. And my biggest reason for not playing World of Warcraft was paying money per month to play a video game. I'm severely against that. And uh, maybe it's just stubbornness. It it probably is just stubbornness. But I want to pay for a game and I want to be able to play it whenever I want. (laughs) (laughs) And then recently (laughs) I've been playing uh, Dota. So now it's Dota 2, uh, released by Steam. Uh, But it's great. It's a good way for me to detach from training or for anything that's going on during the day. I can sit down. The game always starts basically the same. You have one hero out of over 100, and the game lasts for between 20 minutes and an hour. So it's a really good way for me to detach, kind of not think about climbing or any flights or any traveling. And I'm just in this game, this totally sci-fi world. And, uh, yeah, I just
0: zone out. Yeah, I, I've done a little bit myself. And I know some of the ninjas really are into League of Legends. And I, it's, a, it's a similar. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll have to talk to uh, Drew Dreschel and to Flip Rodriguez because they are gamers hardcore. And if I wasn't in the <laughs> ER all the time, I would be too. I love it. <laughs> Let's move on to a – this is a real tricky kind of point. Last year, something amazing happened. We had two Two climbers summit the American Ninja Warrior obstacle course, and both became American Ninja Warriors, Isaac Caldero and Jeff Britton. And now both have listed on their Instagram pages that they were the first American Ninja Warrior. It caused kind of a, a little bit of a scandal because, of course, to climbers, if you ascend something first, you get the first ascent. Uh-huh. What's your overall take on the the situation what are your thoughts about it
5: yeah that's a weird one and uh i've actually seen that on both their profiles and i was kind of like oh, i wonder if they ever you know kind of sat down and had a powwow or something my opinion though that's a that's a hard one uh for me the first american ninja warrior would be the person that won the money right but i can see well so that would be isaac's right. side but then I see right away what Jeff is saying because he did ascend Mount Midoriyama first and has the first ascent. And so I guess I'm totally torn and I don't really have a stance. I can I can kind of argue both arguments. Right. And so even for me, it's something that uh, – it it's 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 quite a conundrum
0: certainly and i think it is so for so many of us and all the ninjas have had very interesting things to say about it you'll be interested you know to hear and you may not know that it caused quite a bit of confusion Uh, In the states, and there are a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, it's it's quite a confusing thing because the rules weren't exactly clear. You know, in a competition, there's really you know one winner, the guy who went up the rope the fastest. Yeah. But when when Jeff got done and he said, "I know one thing, I'm the first American Ninja Warrior." In a way, he was right. He was the first one up there, up the up the rope, Mm -hmm. and that confused a lot of people. And so now there's a lot of you know, comments on both sides, and it may have taken away a little bit of the achievement of both of, of, both of these amazing competitors.
5: Yeah, I, I can see it. And uh, now that I think about it a little bit more, I think they're both America's first Ninja Warrior, just in slightly different circumstances. So Jeff is the first person to do it. He gets the title. But Isaac is the first person to win the show which is also i guess more of like a celebrity title if that makes any sense.
0: It does make sense and you know it's it's interesting because everybody thinks that it would have been maybe a better idea to have the ropes at the same time and have them race because then there would be mm. no question. Yeah. But uh, un- unfortunately that <laughs> that's for an alternate timeline alternate universe i i guess. Definitely. After Isaac won. Yeah. He kind of stepped back away from the wolf pack a little bit, but it's interesting, and it's going to bring a whole new strange dynamic
5: to it. It's actually kind of—it's a little bit depressing.
0: It, it is a little bit depressing
5: because he could have actually yeah. chosen the wolf pack brand to to brand as himself, and he was like the head wolf. Yeah, yeah. Well, crazy times.
0: So, Sean, you've mentioned that you're a professional climber. How on earth do you? do you support that climbing career? I mean, who pays for that?
5: Well, when I first started my climbing career, uh, it was kind of myself. I'd work uh, as much as I could at a job. And then, you know, my parents, when I didn't have enough money, my parents were always there to pay for a flight or pay for a trip or whatever, whatever it is I needed. And then as I got better and better as a climber, I did start to pick up more and more sponsors. And most of my sponsors started as a, a product sponsorship and then hopefully I could get some incentives and then eventually I could get a salary. But it's true that uh, my competition life and even my my career in climbing wouldn't be possible without my sponsors. Uh, So, you know, Mammut being my title sponsor, they make basically everything. I mean, we have a really great relationship. Uh, I have other sponsors, uh, Waltopia, Scarpa, Joe Rockheads, and Nutraxas. I mean, that creates the core of my sponsorship group. And yeah, without them, I couldn't have... uh, the career that i have and be you know, being able to follow my passion so i know i'm very fortunate i know i've also done a lot of work to get those but uh but it's always really good to give back and and that's it I'm
0: ready and willing to support any company that's willing to support a guy like you who's such a role model and an inspiration to so many. So we're going to put your sponsors down in our our show notes and people can go pay them a visit. What if people want to follow you? How can they follow you? What are your handles on Instagram and Twitter?
5: Well, my handle on Instagram and Twitter is uh, McCall Sean, so M-C-C-O-L-L-S-E-A-N. And then on Facebook, I also update that page regularly. And it's facebook.com, and the handle is Sean McCall. 1987 year I was born.
0: All right. Well, Sean, you are an amazing inspiration. I know we're going to be seeing you back on American Ninja Warrior. And I've heard some rumors that there may be a Canadian Ninja Warrior, and that's probably something that's going to interest you.
5: Well, that'll definitely interest me. And if I get accepted, well, I have to make a video. If I get accepted, uh, I'm definitely going to try to be on it and, uh, you know, hopefully I'll be able to do as well as Isaac did. On you. I
0: think that all the Americans are going to be rooting for <laughs> you man. we all the climbers for sure are 100%. Definitely. Sean you're you're an awesome guy. It's super great of you to take your time and you're an inspiration to a lot of ninjas and a lot of kids out there you do amazing things on the course thank you so much for being here
5: well thank you and thank you to the whole Wolfpack. uh you guys are also a huge inspiration to ninjas everywhere i know you guys are a group you guys are very closely knit you train together and for someone that trains basically the whole year i know what that's like i know sometimes it's hard sometimes it's easier but you guys are great role models and uh and thanks for doing this with me
4: Wow, what a great interview. Sean McCall, I think we all learned a little bit of something new about this guy and uh, I particularly liked uh how he having a climber's perspective on stage 3. Uh I thought that was really interesting how he broke it down into a sport climb basically.
0: Yeah, Dan, I I I agree and you know, as a climber, you can obviously uh, all of us can comment on the fact that he already had the skills without doing much specific training for Ninja Warrior. It pretty much looked like he just went out there and did it. Was that your impression?
4: Absolutely. I think he's enough of a natural athlete that
3: it just came natural to him, especially stage three. His perspective on the first American Ninja Warrior was interesting because rock climbers, all of us being rock climbers, whoever does it first, literally first, gets the first ascent or F.A. So it's easy for us to be like, Jeff should be the legitimate first American Ninja Warrior because he did the first ascent. And then
0: again, of course, NBC kind of decided, you know, he gets to go first because Isaac did the stage the fastest, you know. Absolutely. So it's it's weird, right? They should have had him race at the same time.
2: Uh, that would have solved all problems. Two ropes, yeah. You live absolutely. and you learn.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. So, look, guys, I have to interject my Canada joke at this point. Oh, God. A Ninja Docs Canada joke. Ready? <clears throat> okay, how do you spell Canada? Jaeger? Dan Jaeger? How do you spell it? C A N A D A. That's right.
4: <laughs> <laughs> A? <laughs>
3: <laughs> nice. Wait, Impressive.
2: Wait, kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's not. It's not that it was funny. funny. It's I not thought that thought funny. I was going <laughs> to Ah, the
0: kids will love it.
2: I was worried.
0: So Sean is, you know, he's a great competitor. We all know that he's a World Cup champion. He's got this, like, secret gaming addiction. What did you guys think about that? That was
2: so funny yeah I could I I actually I feel like I know Sean pretty well and I like didn't even know that which is hysterical
0: A lot of people don't realize that a lot of the ninjas are into gaming and they stay ultra focused and you know when they're not trying to train and when they're not focused on their studies or this or they just need something to focus on and
1: the ninjas seem to really enjoy gaming I understand it I get it. You know, I think it's a part of mental training, actually. When you, if you're playing a game like that, this takes so much focus and energy if you're going to be good at it. I, I play chess personally. I know you play some chess too. Yeah. Um, and when you're playing at a high level and you just have to focus so hard, that's what it's like on the course. It's the same thing. And you can see, at least, I don't know if you guys can see it in my face. I can see it in some of the other competitors' face. Yeah, Brian. And someday the ninja doc is
4: going to beat you at chess. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I guess I can understand that. I mean, personally, I think I'm more of a puzzle person, like puzzles, crosswords, word scrambles kind of thing.
0: As kids, as long as we are doing our studies, as, as long as we are doing our training and, and focused on self-improvement, you know, if nothing else is suffering, then I think gaming is a great outlet. I think it's a, a great and fun thing to do.
4: Well, I think it tends to the analytical mind. I mean, a lot of climbers and ninjas like gaming or puzzles, because they like problem-solving and that right. analytical part of breaking down obstacles and movement. Yeah, we're constantly looking at the new obstacles,
1: and those are a lot of times the hardest obstacles that we, we come up against because we got to dissect them, um, and we're trying to figure out how to do them. Hey, did you guys ever see the game show? I forget. It was Nagano, I know, did it. It was over in Japan. It was kind of variation of Ninja Warrior where they had... Somebody's castle, like... Ah, it was a pirate one. I, I don't remember the name, but they had a... You, during the middle of the course, there was a room, and the competitors couldn't see what was in the room... Until they got there But what it was Was a really basic Math problem uh-huh. That they had to solve Before they could Continue on <laughs> in this time course oh, That's really funny like that. That. Oh my god That would be that great would if they. people yeah. off if, so much If they had that On the Ninja Warrior course mm-hmm. Right in the middle Of stage two Or something yeah. Do this differential
4: equation
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, If I remember right It was like a Basic like Addition or Multiplication problem And that can be really Embarrassing for you some You could ninjas. use your fingers So Ian Not Let, let me ask you
0: Wolf pup. <laughs> now you've competed In World Cup Cups yourself, you've done these crazy deep water
3: soloing comps, the Seco the block. You've competed against Sean McCall, haven't you? I have competed against Sean, and he's intimidating. When he gets into his zone, You know, he's, he's a nice guy when you're talking to him, but when it's game time, it's game time. Yeah, he really
0: turns it up a notch, and it was incredible. You guys remember when Team USA versus The World last year, when he was at the end of Stage 2, and he flung
1: his body, and and like caught the thing with his whole chest.
4: Oh my
1: god! Yeah, might my, my jaw dropped at that. Point. Yeah. It, well, it kind of showed them. I think he was in climbing mentality mode because he was like hands for. He, he's like, if I get my hands on that, I'm going to hold it. And it, it uh, is totally just. Um, it's not something that if you're training ninja a lot, um, that you're you're going to like naturally do. But it it was reckless abandon. It was awesome. It was awesome.
4: Yeah. It was. It was actually something that I. Wish I would have been able to pull off this year on stage two because I I, it was very similar to that and Mm -hmm. I was trying to belly flop onto that thing after I so it's it's pretty cool because
0: Dan you got
4: farther than any other rookie yeah I feel I feel proud of that high five man yeah
0: Yeah, that's yeah that's super cool and I would love to think it's because you train with us the Wolf Pack all the time
4: I would absolutely hundred percent agree with that (laughs) I mean. I'll take credit. <laughs> Brian, it's all you, man. <laughs> I mean, it, it does help that you're a top climber, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel super fortunate to be integrated with this group and training with you guys.
3: It's uh, been an awesome ride. So, Dan, you're part of my team, or and Megan is as well, Team yes. Midoriama. What did you think about Team Ninja?
4: Team Ninja was a blast. Team Ninja was hair on fire to the point of surfing that line of control and chaos. Yeah, just going all out. Yeah. What can you do? Red line. <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I think it
1: is separated people. Like you knew when you knew you had to go up to that point, um, but you couldn't cross it. But when you're behind, sometimes you saw people, the best in people come out because then that metal side of their brain just, you know, they just shut, shut it down, and let their body take over. Man, it was so good. I hope you guys are watching. <laughs>
2: Yeah, there's definitely a certain intensity to the Team Ninja Warrior when you're on the course racing against someone else. And I know, like, a lot of us had moments where there were mistakes that happened. And it was like, all of a sudden, you really had to quickly deal with those mistakes. And there's some strategy involved, obviously, with who you're racing against. I know for me, it's probably a little unfair. But the fact that, like, I knew I could get up the warped wall and, like, a lot of the people I had raced against hadn't been up it before, that was, like, a great confidence booster for me and i knew that even if i was behind i could somehow make up for it in the end
4: yeah you guys mentioned that uh the nerves weren't there you said ian standing at the block for team you got, weren't as nervous as you were for the normal season um i felt that was true but the nerves came as you are running because yeah. if you saw that person pull ahead
3: of you that's when yeah you start that's feeling true. okay this is a question for noah and dan what was different about the warp wall
2: what happened at the warp
3: wall it was different yeah
2: so i have an answer for that
4: yeah
0: getting getting to the warp wall i don't know it was like the takeoff was different something felt different i swear it felt higher and i couldn't i was like oh yeah it's higher it's harder i don't understand it i missed it twice and i made it my third time but cowboy missed it three times were you guys feet wet no no not at all and megan
4: Dominated and it and dominated. so did a lot of the other gals. And it, it was it felt uh, like the takeaway the takeoff take was maybe a little steeper or something. I, I don't know. Theory. What's your theory? It's well
2: there is, it is true. One side you did have a longer takeoff like runway than the other side, so depending on which side you're on, it could feel a little harder. I personally think that and w season seven, I think that the wall was a little easier than season six, but I think that this wall was exactly the same as season six's wall. I think that the guys are so used to just, like, lollygagging up the Warped Wall and not really thinking about it, that once you guys would get to the wall, you would just go like you normally would, except for the fact that you were racing the whole time, so you didn't, like, take that moment, and as a woman, I know that I can do the Warped Wall, but... There is a technical aspect to it, and I have to, like, compose myself and, like, have a right takeoff and really think about it. And you guys have all gotten to this point where you think you don't have to think about it anymore. So when you got there, you're like, oh, what is happening? I don't know why I'm missing it. I never miss it. that's
1: true. I think there's a lot of truth to that. I'll tell you right now, it was not even an obstacle for me because I <laughs> – <laughs> Nice. That's it was just so though. easy. Well, I mean, you guys know, you guys see me you when know, I train. I'll, I literally will, I, I do routines where I'll run that thing like 10 times in a row. And I run one, what is it? Uh, it's a foot taller than on the show. It's a 15, 15 foot one. Yeah. So I'll literally, I have workouts where I'll run it 15 times in a row. And uh, that's after doing the spider climb a bunch up and down. And I think it really just comes down to training and so it felt the same to you or yeah. Oh, well, so easy. It was, I mean, I, it really comes down to cardio and stuff. I mean, if you guys yeah. are doing your cardio I, and you're I, practicing, I think what happens is people overlook the, the basic, simple obstacles. And one of the reasons I started doing this type of workouts, because when I, I, I I've been on stage one before where I've like, I've been dead um, cardiovascular wise cause I've ran into problems. And so I've, develop these workouts so I, I just feel like everyone needs to train even the basic obstacle guys come on where you guys fall in the world <laughs> wall well,
2: time out there, the world wall isn't basic it's definitely not the hardest obstacle which I think it was proven because I think the reason that women had not been getting up the world wall in general like until a couple years ago is because the obstacles leading up to it are harder whereas with team ninja warrior they were much easier so like women would get there and we saw a couple women that had never done it before get up it
3: I think having top athletes fall on the work wall or fail the work wall on Team Ninja was a real testament to how challenging doing all the obstacles in a row are. Each individual obstacle by itself isn't so hard, but stringing them together was hard. with
4: speed. Yeah, Your speed. And cardio did have a big part to do with it. I do agree with that.
1: Team Ninja Warrior
4: was cardio. Team <laughs> Ninja Warrior was awesome. Yes, it was. It was
1: so good. It was good.
4: All right, so Wolfpack, guys, uh, share with us some tips on training and what what do you guys got for us? I got some great tips for you.
3: Preparation is a huge part of training. Give yourself the best chance by preparing in advance what you plan on achieving. Preparation allows you to step back and see what you might be missing and helps eliminate mishaps like eating bad foods, missing a training day, or skipping a meal. You wouldn't go into a math test or an important business meeting without being prepared, and training is no different.
2: I like to stress the importance of using a moisturizer with sunscreen. If you're like me, you spend a lot of time outside. Most sporty girls do. The sun is a wonderful thing, but it can be very detrimental to your skin. Every morning, make sure you use a moisturizer with sunscreen to protect your skin and keep it looking young and fresh.
0: This episode, I want to talk about drugs and alcohol and tobacco. It goes without saying that these are horrible ideas. It's obviously fun for some people, otherwise no one would ever do it. But it's the best way to ruin your health and ruin your life. I don't know of any ninjas who would even consider putting poison into their body. Why would you? If you are smoking or drinking or doing drugs, you really need to think about what you want to do with your life and why you would be doing that to yourself. Don't you like yourself? I know it's not easy, but just go look in the mirror and promise yourself you'll try and do better and work on quitting those bad habits. I know you can do it, and let us know on our social media that you've changed your ways. The rest of the Wolfpack and I will be psyched to hear it.
1: Okay, so I'm often asked about breaking through plateaus. Well, this can be frustrating, especially if you've been training for a while and it just gets to a point where you're not making progress. For me, the way I get around that is when I hit a plateau, I switch up the way I'm training. And I do a lot of cycling. And when I'm talking about cycling, I'm not talking about on a bike. I'm talking about working endurance for for a while. So for about five weeks, just do endurance training. And then after five weeks, I'll switch it up and I'll do power training. And this can translate to different activities. For instance, if I'm working my legs out, I'll do a lot of low reps, lots of sets, but then I'll stop and I'll move on to more endurance with higher reps and less sets. I hope this helps you guys out in your training and good luck.
0: Well, thanks for that, Brian. That was awesome. Solid work. In the next coming weeks, we've got some really exciting things, guys. We've got Joe Moravsky, we've got a Wolfpack special all about climbing and training. We have a really special guest, Jason Robel who's a vegan chef, who's going to share with us his ideas on performance nutrition uh, based on real good health science. He's got a new book coming out. We're going to get into that. We've got Travis Brewer, Nicholas Coolridge. We've got Jeff Britton. We've got Casey Catanzaro. So really exciting things coming up in the coming weeks. We're also training as hard as we can for qualifiers which are coming up for American Ninja Warrior. So everybody stay tuned. Please share on all your social media. Get your friends to listen to the podcast and drop us a line and let us know what you think. And also remember to be a role model for the kids out there. Help them to improve their life through healthy habits, lifestyle. Get them to be a ninja. All right, this is the Ninja Doc Noah Kaufman signing out. Until next time.
2: Thanks so much for joining the Wolfpack Ninja podcast. If you liked it, please tell a friend. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes.
3: It would mean a lot. Remember to visit our website at www.wolfpackninjas.com and join us on social media. We are on Facebook and Twitter at Wolfpack Ninja
1: and on Instagram at Wolfpack Ninja Warrior. Join us next time for another exciting episode
0: with your favorite ninjas and informative health tips. Ah!
1: saying a lot of podcasts I'm listening to, they're like an hour long. These are the most famous podcasts.
0: You have more focus than like 99%. Of I don't
1: think I can actually yeah, I listen can. to a
2: podcast. For you, sure. I, I mean, feel like this is the most such a multitask. I
3: feel like this is one of the best podcasts that we've done so
2: far. We'll make it this, longer.
3: Yeah, we'll yeah. make it longer. If it's if we're not saying the same points over and over, I think it can be yeah, extended. Yeah. This will be the part of the podcast that people really enjoy too. Yeah. Is like
4: yeah. this group feedback?